Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm Jason. Believe it or not, there's an epidemic out there, not just in the U.S., but stretching around the globe. It can be either tragic, tremendous, or both at the same time, depending on the final outcome and circumstances surrounding it. Some people are addicted to it, and some people loathe it. But this epidemic is probably not what you were thinking, and most likely, it's really not an epidemic. I just wanted to call it that for my purposes today. What I'm talking about has slowly evolved from a simple snapshot at arm's length to some using a miniature drone to capture that perfect framing and appropriate angle. Yes, our topic of this episode is the selfie. But not just any selfie. Yet another evolution of the selfie has come along. We're talking about the 3D selfie, this time on the Audio 9 Design Podcast. Right now. Thanks to a company called Dube3D, originally based in Dusseldorf. That's in Germany. And now open in New York City, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, as well as a few other choice locations across the globe. For between $95 and $695, depending on the size, you can have your very own scaled figure of you. Whether this sounds like something you would spend your hard-earned money on or not, I thought it was pretty cool either way. So for all the details, I went to another favorite of ours on the web, Wired.com, with an article from Tim Moynihan. Take your selfie game to the next level with a 3D printed statue of yourself. Now this article is from 2015, but it will give you a better duplication than I can on my own. We love looking at images of ourselves. First, there were Olin Mills portraits. Nowadays, there are selfies and selfie stick selfies and drone selfies. If you're wondering what comes next, Dusseldorf-based Dube3D thinks it has the answer. And contrary to what the company's name suggests, it doesn't involve getting high and watching Avatar. Dube3D can produce a detailed 4-inch figurine of your body. Yes, a 3D selfie. Making one of these figurines requires a massive pile of hardware and software, 54 DSLRs, 54 lenses, a complex 3D modeling pipeline, and an $80,000 full-color 3D printer, not to mention a room-sized scanning booth. Factor that all in, and the $95 asking price for a replica of yourself that's roughly the size of most classic Star Wars action figures doesn't seem so bad. A Barbie-esque 10-inch model goes for $395, while a 14-inch figure that's more along the lines of an old-school G.I. Joe doll cost $695. The company has eight 3D scanning booths called duplicators scattered in strategic locations throughout the world. There's one in Dusseldorf, one in Tokyo, one at Santa Monica Place in Los Angeles, and one in New York City's Chelsea Market. The company also says they're set to add more U.S. locations soon, although details aren't yet public. In New York, the pop-up Dube shop in Chelsea Market was a pretty big hit. According to Michael Anderson, CEO of Dube3D USA, the duplicator saw about 500 customers over the winter holiday season. About 10% of the booth's customers got their pets duplicated. At first, people got dubes made, mostly on a whim, says Anderson of the holiday season spike. Most people just walk up and stand in line, but you can also book an appointment in advance. Now that awareness has been built, Anderson says, there has been a shift where at least two-thirds of the customers have planned ahead to get a dupe. 
each duplicator is outfitted with 54 Canon EOS Rebel T5i DSLRs, arranged in nine columns of six cameras each. You can make an appointment or just wait in line. A customer steps in, strikes a pose, and the duplicator operator fires all the cameras at once. That creates a full-body scan in a fraction of a second. The next step involves feeding all those 18-megapixel images through the company's proprietary software, which creates a 3D model of the subject. The printing process, however, requires more patience. The company operates three high-end 3D printing centers to support its scanning operations, one in Germany, one in Tokyo, and one in Brooklyn. They all use 3D Systems Project 660 Pro, a high-resolution 640x540dpi 3D printer that creates full-color objects on the fly. The printer uses a resin polymer material, and a full range of CMYK color is added to each powder layer as it's printed. With a top printing speed of 1.1 inches per hour and a process that sometimes involves thousands of layers of powder, the process takes a few hours for the smallest size dupe and half a day or more for the larger ones. And depending on how many dupes are lined up in the queue, your mini statue takes between two and eight weeks to arrive in the mail. Once you step inside the duplicator, it's like international waters. You are largely unbound by laws and restrictions. Do you want to get naked? Go right ahead. Along with your nude statue, the company will also send you a 3D PDF and keep your data in its database in case you want additional copies made. You can request that data be deleted if that sounds too creepy. Dupe3D says it's done its fair share of nude scans, but it does draw the line at performing figurine plastic surgery. They'll retouch large scars, but that's about the only cosmetic procedure they'll perform. They won't trim your gut, fill in your bald spot, or augment what your mama gave you. If you've got the loot and the ego, you can request a life-size replica. The ProJet 660 Pro is used for projects up to about 3 feet tall, so you'll be printed in smaller parts than assembled. Depending on how big the person is and how many people are in the piece, a life-size statue can cost up to $75,000. Purely in the interest of journalistic rigor, I got my own dupe made for this story. I remained clothed. The scanning process took less than a minute. Even when the technician did a couple of takes for safety's sake, immediately I realized one benefit of booking an appointment in advance, you have the time to think about what pose you want to do. Instead, I made a stupid face and flashed a Wingrove Mafia gang sign. I don't know why, man. I just did. That's what happens when you don't prepare. When the statue arrived in the mail a few weeks later, the process of opening the box, unwrapping it, and finding a miniature version of myself staring back at me was freaky. It was surreal, and it was hilarious, and it was eerie. The eyes are really the only things that didn't look quite right. Soulless and zombie-like, which I guess is to be expected from an inanimate replica. Everything else was pretty much spot on. The gracefully receding hairline, the wrinkles in my khakis, the outline of the wallet in my pants, the two-day stubble, the incredibly stupid look on my face, it looked like me, and with granular detail. Much more detail than you'd see in one of those old starting lineup action figures, and I'd say even more detail than those fancy high-end McFarlane statues. The dupe itself is light and durable, but there's a weak spot. Anderson actually warned me of it once I stepped out of the duplicator, and he was right. He said, I might want to keep my fingers together during the scan because they're skinny and easy to break once they're printed. Sure enough, one of my dubes digits snapped off in my bag while I was transporting it to the office. So keep that in mind if you're planning to do your own stupid gang sign or one finger salute. Now I know what I'll look like without my left pinky. Actually, I know exactly what I look like without my left pinky. So if you're lucky enough to live on either coast and be close to one of these duplicators, why not give it a shot?
For all that goes into one of these little figurines, it's really not that much when you think of it for the smaller version. If you want that life-size one, I'd be willing to take any pictures you want to send. That's got to be pretty impressive. And it's got to be a little more sturdy than one of those wax figurines I saw Luke Bryan just got recently. That one looked both creepy and scary with a nice twang to it. Either way, I'm sure the duplicator is just one in a long line of evolutions of the selfie to come along. Can't wait to see what comes next. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Audio 9 Design Podcast, where we always try to bring in the latest news updates and trends, among other things, in the design industry. If you have a suggestion for a podcast or you want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information, as well as everything else you need to know at Audio 9, that's the number 9, design.com. I'm Jason. Thanks again. 